Hey friend, are you looking for episodes that dive deep into your Enneagram type? Or are you searching for faith-based insights that transform your life? With over 300 episodes on the Simply Wholehearted podcast, it's easy to get overwhelmed. But don't worry, friend, I've got you covered. Introducing the curated, personalized podcast playlist that is just for you based on your Enneagram type. So get your copy to help you continue your path of self-discovery and spiritual growth. You can get it at simplywholehearted.com or just click the link in the show notes to get your personalized playlist. And let's continue on this transformative journey together. Do you find yourself wishing you could understand your coworkers a little better? Maybe read their mind or understand why they do what they do. Just like with all relationships, none of them form or begin with a handbook. But that's why in this Enneagram at Work series, we've been learning little by little about the differences between the types and how equipping yourself with that insight can help you form a stronger team. Regardless if you are a leader or a business owner, When you focus on understanding teammates better, you can foster a more positive work environment. In this episode, we will revisit the team at Hustle & Grind, who has been on a journey of self-discovery using the Enneagram and is now ready to take their teamwork to the next level. And perhaps they are even in for a name change to reflect all this inner work and growth. I'm going to also spill the tea on each Enneagram type's hidden side to help you better understand what might be happening beneath the surface of your coworkers' actions. And because the only person that we can change is ourself, I have a few tips on what you can learn to accept when it comes to working with others inside or outside of the office. Hey there, I'm Amy Wicks, your guide by the side for your wholehearted journey. And friend, I get it. Life can be a whirlwind, juggling family, work, and all the in-betweens. As a wife, mom to three teenagers, and building a growing business, I felt the overwhelm, the doubts, and the struggles too. But here's the thing. The Lord took my brokenhearted pieces and turned them into a beautiful story of clarity, peace, and joy. And now I'm here to help you do the same. With years of experience as a certified Enneagram coach, spiritual director, and working genius facilitator, I am here to provide you with practical wisdom and inspiration. Through expert interviews and real-life examples, you can uncover your strengths, motivations, and God's unwavering love. And together, we're going to explore biblical truths, different personality profiles, and life rhythms that will empower you to break free from anxiety, shame, and frustration. I have walked the path, my friend, and I know the challenges you face. But that's why I'm here, by your side, cheering you on as you embrace wholehearted living. So grab your headphones, invite a friend, and let's embark on this transformative journey together. Welcome to Simply Wholehearted, where we laugh, learn, and flourish as a community. Back in the offices known as Hustle and Grind, where Wanda, Alexa, and Dana are joyfully collaborating, they begin to notice the stressful dynamics between their other office mates. They knew Melanie thrived on structure, precision, and excellence, and she would often get frustrated with her teammate Emily, who was always enthusiastic about new projects, especially when they were on a tight deadline. 
Melanie's frustration grew when Emily accepted new opportunities without checking the yearly project calendar she meticulously planned. Meanwhile, the eternal optimist Emily embraced these new opportunities and felt that she could squeeze them into her project lineup. She couldn't grasp why Melanie seemed so critical and often felt stifled by her lack of enthusiasm. And then there was Rachel, who excelled at her job and was motivated by success, recognition, and frequent promotion. She couldn't comprehend why her coworker Mia seemed content with minimal recognition or even the status quo. Rachel wondered how Mia could just show up day in and day out without getting promoted or having her name on the highest performing employee list at least once. On the other hand, Mia felt overwhelmed by Rachel's constant ambition and need for recognition. Mia valued deep knowledge and self-sufficiency, and she just didn't desire constant competition and achievement, like Rachel seemed to. And then Priscilla, who flourished when given a good challenge and assertively went after what she wanted, often clashed with Olivia, who was always eager to help but had trouble expressing her own needs. Olivia would find ways to avoid Priscilla whenever possible, even ducking into the restroom so as not to experience the directness which felt intimidating and threatening. Alexa, Dana, and Wanda concluded that the office atmosphere was electric with unspoken tension. While every coworker was excellent at their job, the ladies were good at their jobs, but lacked synergy as a team. And instead of collaborating, they siloed their work to avoid one another. After Wanda, Alexa, and Dana compared notes on their observations, Alexa made the executive decision to call in an Enneagram expert to guide the team through a one-day workshop to learn more about themselves and each other. Near the end of their workshop day, they delved into Enneagram types and their hidden sides, and a light bulb moment occurred. Melanie learned that Emily's type 7 enthusiasm masked a fear of missing out on life's adventures, and Emily realized that Melanie's perfectionism concealed a fear of making mistakes. Rachel uncovered that Mia's complacency stemmed from a fear of intrusion and overwhelm, while Mia understood that Rachel's drive masked a fear of being unworthy without success. Priscilla learned that Olivia's helpfulness concealed a fear of rejection, and Olivia came to understand that Priscilla's challenging assertions came from a fear of vulnerability. With this newfound compassion and understanding, the ladies unanimously decided that it was time for a company name change. After a little debate, they determined that Team Synergy better described their new work aspirations. No longer hustle and grind. They made an agreement to embrace each other's strengths and support one another's growth areas. The office culture shifted from one of competition to one of collaboration. Melanie began to learn to appreciate Emily's creativity and adaptability. And Emily learned to voice her appreciation for Melanie's dedication and precision. Rachel and Mia began collaborating on projects that balance ambition with thoughtful research. Priscilla and Olivia learned to better communicate openly about their needs and preferences. As a result, Team Synergy became more than just a workplace. It became a place where different personalities thrived together. Their understanding of the Enneagram types improved their working relationships and enriched their personal lives. And so the ladies of Team Synergy learned the power of compassion and acceptance, showing that using the Enneagram can help them point out their starting point so it didn't have to stay their stuck point. And together, they could achieve harmony and success in their personal and professional journeys. 
I know these fictional workspace tales are completely fictional, but still, I love seeing the evolution of their experience with each other and how beneficial the Enneagram tool has been for their journey. I truly didn't know how the story would evolve as I started writing it, but I have loved how it's turned out with all its twists and turns. We've seen them learn how to use the Enneagram in the workplace, how communication insights help them collaborate better, and even the impact of meaningful feedback. And the culmination of learning about one another is such a beautiful illustration of how the Enneagram can help us offer compassion to ourselves and everyone else we interact with in our daily lives. And you know I love celebrating the upside of all personality types in this community, but still sometimes we need to look at the hidden side to better appreciate one another or maybe better understand each other's struggles. So that's why I'm going to share the following insights about each Enneagram type with you so you can examine your intentions and also have the opportunity to walk in another's shoes. So what's beneath the surface of each Enneagram type? I'll give you the skinny. And because, as I mentioned earlier, the only person that we can change is ourself, I have a few tips for each type on what you can learn to accept when it comes to working with others inside or outside of the office. So underneath their strong and assertive demeanor, type eights may carry a fear of vulnerability and being controlled by others. They may resist showing weakness or rely on their power to avoid feeling vulnerable. Despite their desire for harmony and peace, type 9s may struggle with internal conflict and an unconscious tendency to avoid or repress their own desires and needs. They might go along with others to maintain peace, potentially leading to a sense of inner stagnation. Now, despite their outward appearance of being organized and disciplined, a type 1 may struggle with the inner critic thoughts and feelings of self-doubt. They might be overly self-critical and fear making mistakes, which can often lead to internal anxiety. While type 2s are known for their nurturing and helpful nature, they may have difficulty expressing their own needs and desires. They might suppress their feelings of anger or resentment to maintain a positive image and avoid conflict. Behind their confident and success-driven exterior, type 3s may experience feelings of emptiness or a lack of true self-identity. They might fear being unimportant or unworthy without their accomplishments, leading to a sense of disconnection from their authentic selves. The type 4's desire for uniqueness and authenticity may make them feel misunderstood or different. They might struggle with envy, comparing themselves to others, and longing for what they believe is missing in their lives. While type 5s are known for their analytical and observant nature, they may fear depletion or intrusion. They may withhold information or emotions to protect their boundaries and avoid feeling overwhelmed by others. Despite their cautious and responsible demeanor, type 6s may struggle with anxiety and self-doubt. They may seek out external validation and reassurance from others to quell their fears of uncertainty or potential dangers. Type 7's pursuit of excitement and avoidance of pain masks their fear of facing difficult emotions or deeper issues. They might distract themselves from emotional discomfort, leading to reluctance to acknowledge their own vulnerabilities. 
wow, okay, friend, if you were multitasking, I encourage you to go back and listen to the one or two personality types that you interact with most often, or perhaps you found yourself struggling with in some way, and maybe just recently, right? My hope is that these insights will help provide some perspective and then the needed compassion to strengthen collaboration and teamwork. Now, something really important to note here is that sometimes we're working with or have to work with someone who is unhealthy and imbalanced. And while there is room for compassion, there's also permission for clear boundaries that will protect your mental health and well-being. So if you're in a work situation with an abundance of negative pushback on your boundaries, disrespect, or unstable behavior, please speak to a trusted advisor and get the support you need whether it's to get out or have that honest conversation so change might be possible. Now, thankfully, more often than not, we are only dealing with typical humans who make mistakes and have bad days, right? We all have those bad days. But since we can't avoid or change that, what are we to do? Well, you have an opportunity to accept a few simple truths that are direct to the heart of the matter. So with that in mind, here are three specific insights for each type of what you can accept when teaming up with others. If you are an Enneagram 8, learn to accept that you're not always right. You can't guarantee the outcome. And while you thrive on stress, not everyone else does. If you're an Enneagram 9, you can work on accepting that ignoring problems doesn't create a positive solution. Accept that your team needs you to assert yourself, especially when you have the insight to contribute. And use communication tools instead of avoidance to create peace. If you are an Enneagram 1, learn to accept some things and perhaps many things are indeed good enough. It's also essential for you to stop working so you and others can rest. And your way is not the only right way. Sorry. If you're an Enneagram 2, work on accepting that sometimes other people are meeting their needs in their own way. It may not be the way you would do it, but it is just as good. You are also worthy and have an important place on your team. And learn that healthy relationships are reciprocal, even work ones. If you are an Enneagram 3, work to accept that your work is not your identity or a proper matrix of your value and worth. You can learn equally valuable lessons from both successes and failures, and there are no quick and easy solutions to hurt feelings or miss time with those that you love. If you are an Enneagram 4, work to accept that some people will understand you and enjoy working with you, and they're being honest. And even when work life feels ordinary, you are making a meaningful impact. Work relationships may only be shallow and not as deep as those outside the office, but they still may be valuable relationships. If you're an Enneagram 5, work to accept that relationships, even work ones, may require more of you than you naturally want to offer. You have value on your team outside of gathering or acquiring information. And although you value thinking over feeling, others are looking for a more balanced approach. If you are an Enneagram 6, work to accept that sometimes things will work out, and even if they don't, you will have everything you need to figure it out. 
And while fear will always play a role in your life, you can also begin to diminish its power through awareness and by working on productive thinking. Type 7s work to accept that sometimes work is boring, but you will survive it. Others could perceive your upbeat behavior as charming and insincere, but it doesn't discount your sincerity. And avoiding painful feelings will not serve your work relationships in the long run. So sister, you gotta confront them. Okay, I realize there's so much goodness to take in all at once, and you don't know how much I bit my tongue because I had an antidote for every single thing I shared here. But I hope that if you missed a few things, you'll just skip back a few minutes to listen again, or you can go ahead and queue up this episode for one more take and maybe have a little notepad handy so you can write these ideas down. Just like the hustle and grind coworkers use the Enneagram to improve their understanding of themselves and enhance their relationships and teamwork, I hope that you've experienced the same insight through this episode series. I would love for you to reflect on your own workplace dynamics and consider how you might apply the Enneagram insights to foster better collaboration and understanding among your colleagues, and perhaps share these episodes with a coworker or two, or even reach out to learn more about what it would look like for a wholehearted coach to bring the leadership and development content to your business or office group. Just recently, I had the privilege of taking the Enneagram to a local business where so many of the employees had not yet heard about the Enneagram. I know, can you believe it? (laughs) It was such a great reminder of how fantastic it is to bring these insights to new spaces and places. If you happen to be a fellow coach or a wannabe coach who would love material to bring into the leadership space, make sure you stay plugged into the Wholehard community where opportunities for training in this content will be available early next year. And thank you, friend, as always, for being a faithful listener. Your five-star reviews, which we finally hit 100, and sharing with your friends and family mean the world to me. So keep adding your voice to the conversation. Share what you love about, share new ideas that you'd love for me to talk about, and tell your friends along the way. Next month, my conversations are going to be focused on relationship as we prepare and ramp up for the holiday season. I can't believe I'm already planning and talking about it. Ah, we're almost there. (laughs) All right, until next time, friend, continue to pursue God's perspective, purpose, and plans for your simply wholehearted life.